take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Butt stuff. Damn, we Ooh. got counted in and everything. Yeah, he even did the silent one at first. We didn't catch on, though. Mm-hmm. We're new to this. <laughs> Us being Mike, me, myself, Frank, and Phil. Yes. How about that? And we are from the pit. We're back. As we are every week. Yes. No, I'll, most of the time. Yeah. Almost every there week. Almost there every is week. some blank spots here and there. And... Yeah. Well, you know, that is what it is. Ah. Uh. Fuck, how's everyone's week? Well, why don't we start with you? Because didn't... Put, put seemed... you on blast last week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it looks like you did some things this weekend or last I weekend. I did do some things over the weekend. I went out to fucking Tsunami Fest in Redding, Pennsylvania. Redding's a lovely place. How, how was how was Tsunami Fest? It was good, man. It was um, It was a better turnout, I think, than we had expected, which is good. Because I know last year, like, didn't go so hot for them. Um, so much so that this year was a one-day event, which was cool, but also a little rough because it was 20 bands in 12 hours. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like it, this is hardcore where it's, like, this huge space. Like, it's a decent-sized venue. There's you, you can still always go outside, find a place to sit, but it's, like... It's, it's, it, it, it was a, it was a marathon, um, really fucking awesome bands, I mean, uh, Billy Club Sandwich was really cool, I had never heard them before, very, like, very oi, Billy like, Club heavy Sandwich. on the punk, yeah, uh, Lionheart's last East Coast show ever, which I was really fucking pumped for, um, they were awesome, uh, Let's see. They went on after All Out War, and they complained about it constantly throughout their set. They're like, we love All Out War. We don't love playing after All Out War. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll sap an audience real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cheer Terror was fucking incredible. Uh, I fucking... Paul Bearer is a living legend and uh, a fucking notorious smartass. So he gets up on stage and he starts talking about, he starts saying tsunami. This is a dude from fucking Staten Island, New York in the, in the fucking <laughs> 80s. He's like, you know, it's this horrible freak occurrence that, that comes out of nowhere and kills thousands of fucking innocent people. Let's name a fest after it. <laughs> Uh, and then halfway through the set, he starts on this whole fucking rant saying, you know, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't want anyone to, he's like, I might be an asshole on stage, maybe in person too. I don't know. He's like, but I don't want people to think sheer terror doesn't care. And seeing how this is tsunami fest and you know, something might be coming. He's like, I brought flotation devices for all of you. And he walks back and he pulls out a fucking whoopee cushion. And he demonstrates how to inflate the whoopee cushion. He says, now this will only keep you buoyant for so long. 
and since they might not be able to see you, you can get their attention with this noise. And he squeezes the whoopee cushion. <laughs> Earlier in the set, he had been talking about the other bands playing. He was like, Bury Your Dead's playing after us. For real. Got, I forgot like, that they were playing. Yeah, that. they sucked. He was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they were fucking horrendous. But he's like, Bury Your Dead's playing after us. I don't know anything about them. Uh, don't mention cremation. They don't seem to like that. Maybe it's a religious thing. <laughs> but... So during this, so he so he he demonstrates the fucking the whoopee cushion, and he he start he grabs this huge bag and it's full of fucking whoopee cushions. They're still in the packaging, like from a store. He starts hurling these fucking things out into the crowd, uh, clipped by a couple of them. It's like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't hurt, but it certainly gets your attention. And they're flying everywhere. He's got shitloads of them, and he's stomping across the stage, throwing these things. He's he, he dropped the mic. And at one point, I hear him screaming into the crowd, bury your dead. How are you going to bury your fucking dead when the bodies are floating down the fucking river? (laughs) 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 So they were awesome. I have a whoopee cushion in my car. Uh, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very surreal image. Uh, That'll stick with me for a long time. (coughs) Um, Yeah, bury your dead was fucking terrible. Um, no warning was cool and wisdom wisdom kills it every fucking time so pretty solid uh, solid fest man hopefully the turnout was good enough that they'll do it again next year but hopefully they also don't cram 20 fucking bands into 12 hours cause that was uh, that was a little rough so you're hoping they do a two day I don't know uh, it's maybe just to say cut down the uh either cut down a little bit or like or yeah maybe a two day but uh either way um so i have uh just throw it in here real quick before i forget uh we were talking an episode or two ago about a garland green show yeah 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 Um, yeah. that was uh garland green in case you haven't heard us talk about this before is a local uh friend of the show um they have a show september 30th it's at 120 Glassboro Road, Williamstown, New Jersey. Now they'll be playing with Iron Price. Nice. Year of the Knife. Nice. Descent, Tourniquet, Vicious Embrace, and Gutter Snipe. Um, Word. Yeah, it's that's it's. I mean, they've been throwing <clears throat> killer shows. That that one seems particularly fucking sweet. I was just talking to a friend of mine. I I really think they're gonna be like the next band uh, from Jersey to like kind of goes somewhere in the scene who's that big fucking garland green like, i hope so they're really uh well they're they're getting some attention like i know so i know three of the dudes in the band and they're fucking sweet dudes so i wish them luck yeah i mean i um i need to fucking buy some some fucking music from them i've only heard them live but they were fucking awesome um I'll check. Uh, I'll check after the show. I think they're. <coughs> I, I might as well check now. Yeah, get on. Their uh, EP is either mixing or just dropped their second or newest. I should say. Okay. Um, there you go. Yes, we have the technology. <laughs> All right. So four days ago on Instagram, quickest thing for me to pull up. Garland Green has posted finishing touches on our EP, Hand of God. Shit, holy shit. 
So fuck yeah. Soon that'll be out. And uh, cool. yeah, if it's the one with pure justice on it, I mean, it rips. My cat's got her tongue sticking out of her head. What a dope. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, I'm trying to think about anything else. There's a couple really good shows coming up uh, in Philly. Oh, Ignite's playing. I know there's a show that's going to have fucking Angel Dust, Turnstile, uh, a couple other bands. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. And as always, I mean, anytime the two of them play together, there's the potential for some fucking Trapped Under Ice material to to come out, so... Yeah, I saw a lot of Trapped Under Ice shirts. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is hardcore. Um, yeah, the name's cool. I'll have to check into them. Yeah, they were uh, they were awesome. But how about other than uh, other than Tsunami Fest? How was how was the week? It was a week. I tend to forget everything that occurs, <laughs> uh, unless there's some like particular event. So I can't really think of uh Yeah, no, that's that's about it. How'd you guys? Frank? Oh. Alright. You wanna go last? I don't give a shit. Alright, all right, well I can um, bang it out if you want. Uh did my normal work routine. That that that's never fun. But uh nothing event wise. I didn't do anything uh that much this week, but I've had a decent number of good beers this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I had Flying Fish's Baltic Porter, which is just roasty chocolatey goodness. I had Sierra Nevada's Barrel Aged Bigfoot, which is their barrel aged barley wine ale. <coughs> uh, oh yeah, how Nevada? was that? Uh, it's yeah, it's fucking delicious. Yeah. Like it's one of the like Standards for American barley wine ales. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. What else? I had the uh, I had Flying Dogs Gonzo, which is their Imperial Porter. Yeah. Which yeah, it's just a a go to. And then I had something that I've never had before, which is I'm sure we're all aware of Golden Monkey. Yeah. By Victory. Do you ever have their Sour Monkey? No, is this like a fucking sour ale? Like yeah. a straight up sour ale? Well, it's like it's a sour triple. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Um, like I'm not normally a huge fan of Belgian triples. I like they're great. They're delicious beers. It's just not my go-to. No, especially because I mean, that's the type of beer where it could end up being like a fucking one and done kind of night if you're not careful. Well, it's not necessarily. <laughs> it's just. Belgian beers in general, uh, I'm not the, like, that's not my go-to flavor. Ah, that's fair. Um, I was like, sour, though. I like sours, and yeah, that, that made it, like, what I wanted. Word. And yeah, boasting a, like, nine and a half or 9.7% yeah, tends course. to... On a sour? Well, it's a fucking sour triple. What's triple mean? It's I thought a, that was triple hops. No, triple no. is like a. Oh, there's Belgian like triples and like quads and. Now there's double IPAs. Yeah, I just thought the double IPA meant double the hop. Yeah, well, this is a Belgian though, 
So it's just a heavier, like a more. Uh, they usually tend to be boozier, and they're stronger. They're stronger ales. Okay, so that's what the double triple usually. Means. Usually. Mm-hmm. So is there ever a scenario I would encounter double meaning double hop or triple hop? Yeah. So then. People do what they want in the brewing world, okay? <laughs> That's okay. what you need to understand. So th- when I was like really like <coughs> working at the vape shop, really getting into vaping, well, I guess I already had it at that point. But I'm like, holy shit, all these fucking juices are coming out. And sometimes the only differentiation really is the fucking bottle or the marketing that they're using. So... I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that it's the same fucking... There's no rules in craft brewing. There's, uh, there's rules, they're very, but there's They're not, very loose and fly. fly it's a fair look, man. Like, devil may care kind of an attitude. If you shit. fucking... <laughs> if you put out a Belgian and you call it a Belgian and sell it like a Belgian and I fucking open it and mm. I take a swig and it's a fucking IPA, yeah. I'm really pissed off. So I wasn't buying a fucking IPA. But, you know, outside of that, I mean, there's so many things where, like, especially nowadays, they're mixing so many different uh, brewing techniques and, mm-hmm. and styles that sometimes you get some weird shit, you know? Even um, barley wine ales, which are always a big multi son of a bitch, uh, but usually the American ones tend to be a little bit hotter <laughs> than, say, an English one. Because we say we like to, uh... Well, I get, we like to, I get like, continental differentiation, but I more meant, like, the uh, multipliers on the on the bottles. Like, the twos, the threes, or the well, quads. Well, look, mean, the thing is, it's gonna tell you, like... So, typically, if you're talking fucking doubles, triples, quads, you're usually talking a Belgian. If it's something where it's gonna be, like, a double IPA, it'll tell you on there it's a double IPA. Like, you know, it's not like, uh... But, I guess what, I, what but, I'm saying is the term used to almost strictly apply to Belgians, but now that like, no, he's conf- what he's saying he's confused about is he hears say double, he always thought that meant oh top twice. I just always double hopped. Yeah, yeah. Now it depends on the on the brewing technique, really. So the the two the x times number doesn't necessarily mean alcohol content or hops or. It, no, it's it's really gonna vary. Depending on on which style it's being applied to, okay. So you know, like a, a double Belgian, you kind of know what you're getting into. It's going to be slightly what does maltier. The term mean just double everything? Again, it, it depends on on the style oh, okay. that we're talking about. Um, so it's like vape juice saying Max VG. Then it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, no, it does mean something. You yeah. know, like it's. Across, like, the spectrum of Belgium's uh, double is going to mean the same thing, usually, from one to the next. Uh, same thing with, like, IPAs, if they call it a double IPA. Excuse me. They probably did something fairly similar to it to make it a double IPA. Okay. It's just a matter of what style we're talking about. I've once in my life had a quad IPA. That just sounds... It sounds like too much. At the at that point in time, it was also the strongest beer in the world. It was by a uh, Brewdog. 
Was that the fucking sink, like sink the Bismarck? Was that the one that they did that was like a fucking forty proof beer? Some no, shit no, no, like no. That. It was a forty one percent. Forty one percent. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, I remember looking into that, but they were like that shit was going for like fucking eighty dollars for a four pack. <laughs> I won one, and it was in like a a special bottle. Okay. So I just I just fucking drank it. <laughs> I drank it. I'm drunk as shit. I and bet. I'm, I was like, oh man. I remember like before having it, I was like, oh, 41%. I don't know. This is probably going to be very bad. And like, I remember having a sip and I was like, oh, we got like dark fruit flavors and then punch with the hops. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to hop the shit out of that to hide the fucking alcohol content. <sighs> yeah, they did it well. It, uh, that's impressive. But then I was like, I kind of want another one. So I looked up how much like the one I had was. It was over like $150. Yeah. Jesus. And I was like, and we're not talking like this isn't like a 22 ounce bottle. This is a. Yeah. 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 It's not a big bottle. Yeah. No, it's like a 12 ounce. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But then because apparently them and a German company used to go back and forth with the strongest beer in the world. And like. Obviously, this is not natural, uh, like, alcohol through natural fermentation. They'll do that. Then they'll, like, freeze, start freezing it because the water will freeze faster and then removing the water. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. At least that's what I was reading. Yeah. Yeah, I've read pretty much the same thing, so it sounds accurate. This is gonna fuck you up after just pulling out the water. Yeah. Yep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. So, so a beer-filled week. It was. That anymore? My weeks are becoming beer-filled. <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. No. As long as you're not waking up. Putting quads in your, your cornflakes. I'm not. I gotta drive to work. <laughs> so does the rest of America, Frank. Yeah. They just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uber. Well, will Frank. Take me. Frank wakes up in the morning feeling like P Diddy. <laughs> he brushes his teeth, teeth with, with a bottle, bottle of Jack. Yeah, yeah. I hate fucking stupid ass shit. Oh, um, it's so good. <laughs> hating on Kesha. So, I guess I'll go forth with the week. Yeah. Well, I um, <coughs> didn't do shit really until the weekend. And then I dove back headfirst into the world of black metal. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I sat uh. up late a couple nights just reading. Um, just going band by band, really, and kind of wiki in them. Yeah. Um, Lots of... Holy fuck. Did you, did yeah, but not really. Mm. Like, what blew my mind, I think the most profound thing I picked up from all the research was that first wave, or or let's go with uh, primordial ooze wave, okay, um, was like late 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, first wave was like almost late 80s. 
And second wave, the thing... 90s. was 90s. I, I didn't realize that... Like It's fresh, dude. It's about like, as old as we are, really. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, 88. I mean, I was born in 87. So, I mean, like, black metal isn't that old. No. Um, I thought it was older, I guess. I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess there was, like, a sub, like, uh, cult, like we often say, rock thing happening before like there was a band called sabbath right and then there's black sabbath and then but like black metal didn't really happen until after venom and bathory yeah that's what it seems like venom when they even coined the term they said we're black we're not heavy metal because that's for the chicks (laughs) i mean so and then so it seems like there was a real tight knit group of a handful of dudes that went and really perpetrated a majority of the things that black metal has been icon like associated like yeah. notorious for notorious yes. two easier words yeah no I mean like so you've got uh dude these names are fucking amazing too mm-hmm. like. These dudes' names. Euronymous. Euronymous, like... Varg Virkinus. Like, yeah, like, uh, what? Also known as Count Grishnak. <laughs> Count Grishnak. Yeah. Like, his his regular name, Varg Virkinus, like, he didn't have to change that. No. Like, he could have just used that. Nope, Count Grishnak. Yeah, I mean, especially that fucking second wave, man. Those dudes fucking, they walk the walk. Uh, to an absurd extent. Like, yeah, but I mean, even Wikipedia fully acknowledges the fact. I mean, I didn't expect them not to, but it's just funny to see the fact that it was like, and the black inner, black metal inner circle. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that what it's referred at to. Helvet and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that thing. that is kind of culty. I mean, oh, it was super culty. <laughs> yeah, that, like they were they were legit fucking like practicing fucking satanic rituals and shit. I mean, bad things happened. Like, let's just throw it out there. Bad things happened. And, you know, it, I would never trade ancient artifacts for just because reasons. But, I mean, you know, now nobody really can... Nobody's got shit on black metal. With, you don't want that again. You don't want that again, but... No. I mean... I, we we, I don't we know. found out what happens at those extremes, and we we're like, oh shit! No, yeah, we always like, 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 like metal. Back up a little metal bit. as a genre likes to. We like to as metal it's like to be that point, like like yeah, we fucking everything's fucking cool. Oh, whatever, whatever flies. But even like the metal magazines, like I think it was like Kerrang and stuff. Like there's pictures of like when that shit was hitting. There's like I was like, has metal gone too far? Yeah, it did. But, I mean, otherwise it would be just, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and try and validate anything, but I'm going to say for rhetoric's sake, it would have been a a dick-waving contest for the end of time if that never happened. Like, Mm. well, we've got the heavier metal. It would be like Kung Fu dojos back in, like, (laughs) the Edo Edo period, like, they, um, what I thought was hilarious about that whole, like, even that rivalry. I guess that would like, be healthier. 
there was the Norwegian black metal and there was the Swedish death metal mm-hmm. and they didn't like each other. Now, so when uh, Euronymous was stabbed, cops were like, oh shit, it must have been one of the like Swedish death metal bands. And Varg was convicted of it. Oh yeah. It's, so like... No, no, he, he did. And like, apparently like, when the cops are talking to say like the Norwegian black man, it's like, oh, do you think this might have been like, you know, and they're like, nah, they're fucking pussies. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys were right in a sense, uh, recommending Emperor, um, because that seems to be like the style. I mean, Bathory is good too. I <clears throat> ended up listening to almost the album, the whole album again, thinking it was Emperor, and I guess changing my perception on it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the album more. But I still like Emperor better mm-hmm. for no reason other than the, it's just more aggressive, I guess, in a way. Like, it's not as, like, rock and rolly kind of feeling. A lot of the early stuff was very... It's no fault of its own. Even, I just... Uh, like, bands like Hellhammer, that was very crusty. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to preference at that point. I mean... But then to go back and really, like, kind of examine uh, all their purposes is, it gets marked here. Like, it gets harder to really say, like, oh, I'm real into these guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I, um, what's the word? I uh, take take a stroll through black metal every once in a while, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I definitely have a better understanding. I mean, I, I had read about Mayhem when I was probably about 16. So that was still, I guess, a good 15 years after it happened. Mm-hmm. Or six, or I don't know the exact t- count, but a good amount of time. But I never really figured out, like, the timeline, which matters when yes. talking about, when seeing all these, like, crossover bands popping up and... I'm just digging them more and more. Like I went and listened to more of that Skeleton Witch album that just dropped the uh, Apothic Gloom. Yeah. And that's just fucking killer. Um, Then I put on Oathbreaker and I know I'm kind of beating them dead, but uh, it's hard to remember a lot of these other names because they just fucking spell things wrong. (laughs) <laughs> to make it like more dissonant but i can't remember it when i'm trying to spotify on the way home so fuck you guys <laughs> but uh they're just both killer um and i also threw on svalbard because that's just real good too <laughs> yeah yeah svalbard's <laughs> awesome i keep for like I'm glad I remember today. I just they need to get put on the daily shuffle more often. I mean, now, did you? Because you were commenting on Earth, did you take a stroll with a dark throne? <coughs> uh, briefly, I was like, "Man, this is that garbage Frank likes." <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, oh, under a funeral mood is my shit. I, I listened to Transylvanian Hunger or Transylvania oh, Hunger. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, like. Uh, if I actually go through the effort to like do a little bit of lyric reading, maybe I'll get that last bit of understanding what they're all actually trying to like portray musically. Yeah, I mean, it's not one of those things that's easy. You know, I mean, that's why I always explain to people who are like, 
even outside of, of hardcore or just like more extreme metal in general, they'll be like, I, just, I don't get it. I'm like, well, you're not, none of us did it first. Like you have to fucking, you have to take time with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have to almost study, you have to understand it because until you understand it, you're just not going to fucking get what it's about. No, shit. I'll tell you right now. I remember standing in uh, Sean, Sean Magnin's house and like I was however old and someone brought over Poison the Well. You can talk all the shit you want. It's what I heard first. It's the first thing that came to me and someone was like, here, you need to like this. And I went home and I didn't at first. I was like, well, this is kind of irritating. <laughs> Why is the dude so fucking pissed about shit? And here we are today. But I agree with you. It's it's funny how uh, I was listening to the Josta show um, driving around with Ness the other day. And even they just casually acknowledge the fact that there's like intro albums intro bands oh yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. that's just that just kind of is what it is yeah i mean it's cool <coughs> it just further acknowledges the fact that some people <coughs> bless, bless you some people just need uh to kind of like crash course they need to uh they, w- they don't want to start with a habanero. They don't want to admit that that little voice in the back of their head that sounds that says all this aggressions really does sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it takes time, too. It's a, it can be an acquired taste, you know. Um, bless you. Shut up. He doesn't say he, he already got enough. Anymore, <laughs> anymore it's just yeah, yell true. at him. Um, He's going to pull our mics. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. Like, the, if you want to get into the more extreme shit, it, you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. You just have to fucking earn it. You have to take the time. You have to fucking... I mean, that's it, really. That's all it really takes is time and attention. There's my goddamn young ass trying to look up shit with goddamn DSL. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I, I mean, I was fucking... And forget the dial-up days. That was... That's what I was doing. Yeah. I was fucking, you know, 14, 15 years old with dial-up trying to fuck around on Last FM. Dial-up is when I listened to the most punk, probably, because they were shorter songs and downloaded quicker. Yeah. Dial-up. I was uh, cruising around pure volume almost all the time. Mm -hmm. Because I had sections that would break down, like, unsigned bands, signed bands, different genres. (sighs) Oh. Ah, mildly nostalgic. Yeah. You know, fucking Matt, Matt from uh, my, my good friend of mine who runs Hardcore the Kids Hardcore Corner. Kids Corner podcast, he still uses fucking SoulSeek. Really? Yeah. Why? What is that? SoulSeek was the best alternative Matt, when why? it came why to Why are you like, doing this? Well, here's the deal. The, the thing with SoulSeek, it was... It was peer-to-peer file sharing, like Kazaa and all these other things, but it gave you the option. You could make X amount of your library available, or none of it, but they had fucking genre chat rooms and subgenre chat rooms. So you'd go in and you'd talk to people, and after a while you'd find out, like, you know, you might, like, you and someone else might really click, and they might be like, you should check this and this out. 
they could grant you access to their library and be like, just take download whatever you want from it. That's kind of cool. Uh, and I imagine nowadays, like, with a lot of this stuff um, out there that's really fucking underground, it's still probably a little easier to find it on there than elsewhere sometimes. Because sometimes there's fucking, you know... You go to a show and, and some band hands out their fucking demo that they recorded, they burned onto a bunch of CDs, they passed out, and then it never goes online, it never goes anywhere, and you're mm-hmm. like, you lose your copy, and you're like, fuck, that was so cool, how do I find that? Sometimes you, you, sometimes you get attached to certain recordings of certain songs. I mean, I know uh, there were some local bands going around when we were younger that I had a bunch of their you know, demos, and a lot of them had repeating songs, like, because, I mean, you know, why not? Like, yeah. back then, I think they were starting to really first get into, like, indie recording and stuff at home, so they could kind of just take as many takes as they want or pump out as many little demos as they wanted. But, I mean, when it came down to, like, at that time and place, <laughs> I wanted every copy of everything because it's, like, sometimes just the way that, like, they would do a split, like, Fate's End did a split with Immortal Catfish, and just the way the songs went back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's just me, but... Or Godspeed You Black Emperor. They did a lot, a lot of live recordings. And they also did a lot of... Like, I don't know that they played any one set the exact same way. So. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the sort of shit you're more likely to still find on there. I was just shocked to find out it even still exists. It's I didn't know it was still a thing. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's some. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to speak out my ass, but I'm going to hypothesize for a minute. I feel like we take certain things for granted. I mean, being from New Jersey in America, as far as like networking, like we have easy access to open internet. Like maybe certain other applications exist because it's more available. I mean, that's possible to some extent we also have some of the slowest internet on the planet in america (laughs) (laughs) like it's pretty horrendous so uh, you know i don't know Uh, that's a good possibility but i would just i'm just curious if everybody's out cruising if everybody besides americans are out cruising youtube and spotify and well yeah whatever i mean uh, yeah I mean, is yeah. Spotify global? I don't know about Spotify, but there's something. I mean, <laughs> just so many people I encounter on a day-to-day here use exclusively Spotify. Uh, Bandcamp. Um, I know I see people write comments and like, I don't know what that is. So, okay, Bandcamp. Maybe that's... Yeah. Someone's yeah. speaking, like, Spanish. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I would like to know what they're saying. I just wonder what... Uh, like everyone else's resources for music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll have fans and they'll answer me. Yeah, uh, you know, if uh, anyone's listening, Mike, Mike, well, just you know, let us know in the comments what you uh, <laughs> what you use. All right, I'll write this in. is when everyone. <laughs> this is the first time we're gonna get a response. And it's like they you we use the same thing you do, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to, you assholes? No one's fucking listening to you in fucking Germany. <laughs> they, can't, they love us in Germany. How funny would they? Would that be fucking great if we were like fucking David Hasselhoff? 
<laughs> Metal Hasselhoff's Metal oh, Hasselhoff. Yeah. I like that idea. Let's start promoting ourselves in German. <laughs> Berlin! <laughs> I feel like somehow we have to tie in Lindemann with this. and <laughs> I think that would just get creepy. I like to fuck. Yeah, there it went. Boom. <laughs> Creep. Best promo fucking ever. Yeah. Whew. So, we got our weeks done. Well, I meant to add on, uh, you're talking about networking. And back on the beer thing. So something that I didn't know existed is beer trading. Like, like mailing each other beer. Like, cause there's yeah. certain beers that like I can't get Regional. a hold of. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's a stout I really want to try called Dark Lord. That's raved about. They only ship to so many states. Right. And you can't order off their website? No. And. Really? Treehouse, the one in Massachusetts. People are just leaving money on the table. They will. You can only get their beer, I think, through, like, going to them. Wow. And maybe a select stores in that area. Okay. I mean... So... And it's a tough thing when it comes to fucking mailing alcohol. It's... Uh, now, here's here's apparently the slight problem. It's okay. like, I was like, all right. I want to, like, set up an account on one of these sites and all that. But they said, like, you have to, like, package smart because technically mailing alcohol without a... License is a, is a no-no. Yeah. That's, Fair enough. <clears throat> like, even even the, the legit places that do it, like, I had a membership to one of those fucking beer of the month clubs for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, they had to go through some crazy loopholes to get shit into New Jersey because it's illegal to ship alcohol to someone's house here. Yeah. I, uh, I had beer shipped to me before, and, like, not the, because of the shipping... Is out the ass. Like, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, there's a lot of beers I want to try, but because of... And it's not... We have a good area for beer. It's just Yeah, that, we do. I mean, while we're talking about <coughs> it, and it is kind of the loose quotes halfway point, Oh, <laughs> I was just, uh, just like, going to stare at you until he figured it out. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, what's he talking about? Deer in headlights. I was like, is he going to talk about how we're also like our area is great with music and it's music? Yeah, I could do that, but you didn't. No, it's like that cutscene in Destiny. I could tell you about the game. I could tell you the history. I but I, I could give you all these things that belong in a game, but uh, fuck you. Yeah, you'll have to wait. <laughs> okay, I guess I got one more last real quick uh, weekly weekly news thing. I picked up Dying Light. Okay. Um, uh, this game must have slid out when I was getting inundated with. Um... I was gonna say, didn't uh, no, did you, you didn't talk about this. No, I think you did. I re- I recall you mentioning on this. the show. Yeah, I think so. Huh. All right, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, well, it's enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a the zombie game, right? Yeah. Unless we talked about that, just chilling. 
Nah, because I remember you. I, I I swear I remember you talking about it like you were informing somebody, which I don't think you'd do if we were just like sitting around bullshitting. Okay, that's fair. And you'd be like, yeah, this game's fucking cool. <laughs> fucking that's fair. Do some I know. Shit in it. I know. If I talked about it last week and didn't mention it, I was extremely late. Extremely, extremely late. That was not news at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> the game's been out for like a year. Oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. I'm still playing Earthbound, so. Nice. I, uh, <laughs> nice. I attempted Overwatch. I was like, you know what? Attempted? Well, uh, the game's fun. It's so boring. It yeah. doesn't do it for me, dude. No. No, not at all. Short, it, short bursts of play. I have a lot of fun with it. It, it felt to me uh, the same way I imagine, like, Smash Brothers does to someone who plays like serious fighting games. Someone who's bad at Smash Brothers. No, it's one of those things where like fuck somebody up in Smash Brothers. That's fine, (laughs) but regardless of how like you know, Smash Brothers is one of those games that by its nature is imbalanced, Uh, and it's fine. But there's like there's all sorts of weird quirks and fucking totally random things that can never be accounted for that happen during these matches. That's why I gotta turn it's, off items and... It's, 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 sure, but still. Like, it's a novelty fighting game, and it's fun, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's competitive. <clears throat> you, you can be competitive with whatever the fuck you want, man. No, I mean, but like... People competitively stack cups for fuck's sake. I think sake. it's tournament-worthy. Yeah, but it's not a real fighter. You know what I mean? Like the it it just doesn't have the same sort of fucking balance. Nor does it have anywhere near the complexity. I would argue that, but I, I would, feel like uh, what? I don't wanna... there's like there's no level of like legitimate comp like there's fucking you take something like fucking um I can't even think of like Soul Calibur, there's like fucking thirty button combos. Oh, yeah, but I don't rate a fighting game based on purely that. I've had instances Here's with... The, the, the difference is you can be much better at Smash Brothers much faster than you can at any other fighter. Oh, I don't think so. I've 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 spent years cultivating my Smash Brothers prowess, and nobody can really touch it. I mean, nobody in my, like, immediate circle. I get fucking the shit slapped out of me at, uh... Magfest, which to me proves that there's a level of skill to it. Of course, there's a level of skill to it. It doesn't change the fact that like it's, it just it doesn't have the same balance as any other fucking fighting game. But it doesn't have a balance. It doesn't have balance, the complexity. Mean? Do, I mean, the you have completely imbalanced characters. Not to mention all of the fucking moves are like there's there's like a total of like five or six different combinations. Tekken's one of my other favorite fighting games and you can just play the Kappa Buera guy and fucking cheat the shit out of people. Not it's... if they're good. The other person? Yeah. I mean, I was relatively good at Tekken and I mean, a good street dancer dude would just fucking I don't know. I mean, I, see, I mean, I kind of see where you're coming from, but I just I just disagree. I mean, because I guess I played so much Smash Brothers, it never got played out because I feel there is a much deeper level of complexity to it. Like, like again, Final Destination, which is a flat playing field like any other fighter, and no items with no healing. Um, and this is before, obviously, Final Smashes. Um... You know, I would have long, difficult matches against good players, 
where it was like Dragon Ball Z, where you would just jump around the board, clashing off people, like perfect dodging or perfect shielding them, which took a level of foresight and right. skill. I mean, so, I mean, and also mastering your character was, was a big deal um, because there's a big difference between someone who just picked up the sticks on Fox and someone who could, depending on the game, wave dash and shield you know break you and then into a spike and it's just it's it became you know like street fighter is a minimalist game where you practice like cheap repetitive combos in order to like beat people down um i mean that depends i'm not i'm not yeah there's a lot of those i was gonna say a lot of those those style of fighting games it's there are certain move sets that you know are better than others and you that's what you use yeah but like that's the thing i mean like there's uh there's a pretty infamous video of someone coming back in in one of these street fighter games with just the perfectly timed fucking counter when they had like one percent life left and fucking dominating that's not something you're gonna see in smash brothers oh sure it is and the upsets are great i mean not to mention there's no fucking like I, there's no other uh, fucking fighting game where it's so, like, iffy on when someone's gonna go out. Like, you can be anywhere from, like, 115% I don't know that you've percent had, like, to, like, fucking 300. Maybe you have, but, I mean, like, a good Smash Brothers bout doesn't really matter on percent. You just get them to the edge and spike them the most efficient way possible. Yeah, I don't know, man. Look, I mean, there's... there's there's much better gamers than me, uh, and it's like almost universally agreed upon. It only seems to be Smash players who want to fucking argue this point. What do you but mean? like, I mean, people who who generally fucking like it's this isn't like something that I'm just coming out of my ass with. Like, this is debated hugely between people who play every other fighting game and people who seem to almost like strictly play smash brothers oh no i mean like, like I, I look, I man, it say, is what it is i don't hate the game I, like that's i think it's a great fucking game it's fun as I shit. Lo- like that's the thing i love playing injustice and we got real in the blaze blue for yeah. a while i mean i'm real good at guilty gear but as far as you're right. There's an easy intro. I mean, uh, no, I don't know that I'd even. There's an easy intro, and it's just totally, a matter of like. I don't know. I when it comes even agree, to Frank, I cannot get the hang of Smash. That's fine. That's you. But realistically, like, fucking strategy in that game, as opposed to strategy in other games, it's just a matter of using like. There's what something like fucking six total like button combos, that do different things. And just a matter of stacking them upon stacking them against someone who doesn't stack them as well. That's all it boils down to. It doesn't mean it's a bad game, but I, it's I, it's and it's also the characters are imbalanced. That's, like, that's the only point I'll concede. That's completely and that that alone. And like yes, you can say with certain other games, like you can claim that uh, if you get really good with one particular character, I can't remember her fucking name, but you can dominate everyone. There was, it's not really true. Cheap, it's like just that characters. other people suck. Uh... Believe me, I've seen the the quote unquote cheap characters in every other game, like uh, torn to fucking shreds. So like, like it just uh, there uh... because it, but it's a totally different level of fucking strategy. And my whole point, and we can talk about it more later, because honestly, this doesn't fucking matter. 
But, like, my whole point is that Overwatch is to shooters what fucking Smash Brothers is to fighters. We're talking oh about... Oh, God, I agree in no way at all. <laughs> it's We're talking about imbalanced characters. We're talking about, like... Uh, yeah, no. Maybe balancing issues, but it's... Massive balancing issues. Uh, totally different, like... There, I, I don't see that as uh, as an all a standard competitive shooter where you're all like fucking base level and that's that and it's just skill against skill. I have it's no a little bit more of a strategy game what, than, a, than a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no real be- no real claim with Overwatch. It, I. Okay, it's imbalanced and not very good. I, I, I don't. I, don't I didn't. I had fun with that too. I just like. I see. I didn't have a problem with balance. I just had a problem with it. I just don't enjoy it. Overwatch. Yeah. I think it's a concept worth exploring in the sense that making the League of Legends style game a first-person shooter is a cool thing to do. But it's not a new thing. League of Legends. No, like the the Overwatch style of uh, of like team-based shooters. No, Team Fortress, Counter Strike. I mean. <laughs> not so much Counter-Strike not so much Counter Strike, but, but yeah, much more Team Fortress. No, my thing is no, it's not new. It's, I also I would be much more happy if this was like a forty dollar game. Well, it doesn't feel like you a got a f- game. I mean, if you're in it for the long haul and you have a team and you're having fun with it, then you probably wouldn't have these complaints. But in your situation, it would suck to wait for all the new content that's free. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna get a bunch of new characters. But if it doesn't really appeal to you at this point, then I, I would say matches dropping constantly. Like, oh, that's I a ma- whole different. I haven't issue. even played competitive in this. Oh, I, I played a little Battlefield. It, it ran okay. Um, we have like business class internet at my house, so yeah, it shouldn't be f- fucking up like it is. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Your roommate's not gonna have shitty internet. No. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people are having fun with Overwatch. Um, uh, it's cool, man. I'm I, like, I'm not hating by any means, but yeah, I just like coming from a background of like having been pretty solid at shooters for a long time and picking that up and being like, wow, this is like fucking clunky. You I'm know, it's sad to admit that I've played shooters since shooters were a thing. Like, I don't know if we've all played Goldeneye. If oh we've yeah! We've all played Doom, Wolfenstein, uh, yeah, Unreal um, Tournament, two thousand. Yeah, well, there we go. There's where you start really seeing um, what is the modern day shooter Quake. with like Quake, uh, yeah. Red Faction. Um, Red Faction was way later than Quake. Yeah, but it also like it, that's it's, Quake is very much its own thing in that it's still like its own separate path. Like they're still using that fucking engine. Yeah, and coming up with their own games and it plays a little differently than like the games that are a little bit more um built on what like Halo and Red Faction and uh and games like that kind of led to but I enjoy both but yeah that, I mean, those are pretty much like the the couple of styles of modern shooters essentially and like coming from that background picking up fucking Overwatch it feels more like a shooter for non-shooter players, to an extent. I I don't disagree. Like that's all all like a lot of my friends who are really into it are the people who like 
who hated fucking they, I you just won't touch Halo, or uh, won't I, touch fucking see, Call of Halo Duty. Halo Two is my stomping ground. Oh, I, I loved Halo Two. Fucking, um, what the fuck did they call it? BXR combo. Tactical oh, swap. No, no. Team <laughs> yeah, team swap. Oh, team oh, swap yeah. was my shit. Oh my god, that was the, that was the Who most the competitive shield? shit. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah, I'd miss it. Anyway. Yeah, we'll talk we, about <coughs> we'll talk about Smash Brothers after this. I think what we were getting got a bone to, to pick with you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm yeah. Assuming. Mm-hmm. It's about that time. Mm-hmm. That was a that was an interesting little unexpected conversation. Yeah. Was that our first show on show uh, debate? <coughs> no. Like about purely opinionated things. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Oh my god. Well, with my experience. No, that's something we've we've been doing since the fucking beginning. Especially, I think I think me and Ron had a couple throwdowns on uh, on YouTube before. Well, Ron likes Fall Out Boy. Fair. You can't you know, defend himself <laughs> oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, we did argue down Ron a few times. Yeah, me. That's why he's not here. Ron, we miss you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a totally different atmosphere, man. Mm. Anyway, how are we supposed to find out about like hippie festivals without him? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know how I'm gonna run into people that I know on fucking turnpike rest stops if uh, if he's just at home. But uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. Oh yeah, not bad. It is time for fucking brutal brews. Indeed, it is. Where we pair beers and albums. Mm-hmm. Because you know, fucking why not? We do what we want. We do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> no rules. Anarchy. So, uh, coming fresh from Tsunami Fest, I was in a, a, a big sheer terror mode uh, the rest of this weekend. And as it currently stands, the only vinyl of theirs that I have is their most recent, Standing Up for Falling Down, which was very good for a... Uh, for a band who, at the time when it came out, was fucking like 32 years old. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Fucking Paul Bear is still Paul Bear. He still hates fucking everything. He's full of fucking rage and uh, like just old I, school. I took notice of that. New York anger. Um, but it's cool because they're one of the bands that that just they keep the punk and hardcore. Which I uh, I really enjoy because it's where the fuck it came from. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I have the whole fucking like I have a whole fucking like six song or six song six album vinyl box set coming from them. They still haven't fucking. They just printed it, so it's shipping out soon. But very excited about that. But standing up for falling down is a killer fucking album. Uh, so I listened to that a couple times yesterday, and uh, Paulie's someone who's always kind of referred to himself as a working stiff, very much the working class type of person. Uh, shit, I mean, I think when I saw him at Tsunami Fest, he was sipping on like a fucking 
Miller or some shit like that. But uh, I wasn't going to buy Miller to bring in. And when I am at punk festivals, if I do drink, it's always a fucking PBR. Always a VBR. Because I know I'm not going to get too fucking hammered to drive home off of it. <laughs> which is a good thing when you're an hour and a half away from home. Ooh. And uh, even though there's still five bucks a can, it's one of the cheapest options. Yeah, that markup. Yeah, I know, right? For these, too. Like, not even, like, a 24-ounce tall boy. Those 16-ounce cans. That's insane. It's like you've paid it off with one... You've paid off a six-pack with one beer. Ferocious markup. Yeah. That's why, again, keep your merch licenses to yourself. They make enough at the house on fucking booze. (coughs) Sorry. So anyway, uh, yeah, as I was listening to that, I was drinking PBR, and it just seemed like the perfect fucking pair-up. Nothing too fancy. When you uh, you texted me, and you're uh, about Brutal Brews, and you're like, check this album out, I'm bringing beer. It's pretty easy to figure out when those were two fucking uh, back-to-back Instagram posts for me last night. Not necessarily. I didn't piece it together, but... I started listening to the album. I was like, "All right, I need something, something crisp and refreshing yeah. with this." Well, that's the thing, man. I mean, I know a lot of people like to fucking knock it, um, especially because the fucking hipsters latched onto it. Uh, mm-hmm. But honestly, for me, as far as like any of the cheap beers go, this has always been my fucking go-to since way before the hipsters were fucking drinking it. Like, it's been a fucking punk beer for years. This makes me like. Yeah, PBR makes me think of when I used to go to, like, parties and whatnot. Obviously, no one's splurging and buying craft beer for a whole bunch of fucking Nope. No. So, usually, the go-to was PBR, because, you know, it's cheap, but at least it, like, still tastes like beer. Sometimes we would splurge (laughs) and get the Miller High Life. Oh. The champagne of beers. (laughs) You say, ugh. Now I got a bone to pick with the both of you. <laughs> I still like fucking High Life, personally. But I, I've never... They think Miller's done. I only... Yeah, now... The beer pong I, beer, it was not bad. I'm fine with High Life. Yeah, I don't drink anything else from him. Nope. But no, uh... What did I say? Back to the album. Uh, when I was listening to that, those fucking vocals are awesome. I... I will call him the punk Louis Armstrong. That's fair. Yeah, man. Uh, he's. Well, I told the story earlier about him, and he, he's like that with every fucking live performance, man. He's just fucking. He's an angry smartass from 1980s New York. So. I was gonna say, I feel like that's something about people from New York, because look at like typo negative. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I was reading an interview with him because. Uh, they're 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 often um, referenced as as one of the earliest bands to really take metal aspects and add them to hardcore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, oh, you know, because some people say they invented it, and he said like, I don't know if we invented it. There were a couple other bands doing it, but we were definitely like in that first wave. What he did say was that he thinks uh, him and Pete Steele were the first two to do both, like, 
growling vocals and clean singing. Mm-hmm. Like, not just one or the other. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. That's, that's a fun album. Like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, th- this whole week has been at least uh, music of a list because listening to that, uh, listening to Bastard Hammer, which I'll talk about later, is just like. I kind of needed it after the slew of uh, stuff I've been listening oh to. Oh my god, I mean, yeah, I get it, especially because um, I went on a on a bit of a kick listening to fucking uh, The Body and um, Full of Hell. And Full of Hell. <sighs> I mean, drag it's, a you great, down. it's a great fucking album, but holy shit, is that like... It's a very, that's that's a very emotional release-like album. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's a little much to deal with sometimes. Whereas, I feel like, Sheer Terror, like, again, it's one of those bands where, like, you're like, yeah, fucking just chug some beers and go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fucking awesome seeing them, and I love that fucking album. And I love PBR. So, fuck it. It reminds me of, as I was saying, you're like, uh, I had an uncle who, like, had an old, uh, I think it was like a 64 Ford pickup. It was mm. probably like a hot rod club. So I'd go to shows with them every now and again. And yeah, drinking there was everyone's drinking PBR. Oh yeah, dude. I and mean, it's also like the classic fucking rockabilly beer. Right. That's what, which thought that those events, cool old cars, rockabilly and drinking beer. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. I'd go to that shit. Fucking Mike's giving the eyes like he wants to fucking dance. The bedroom eyes. Oh. Oh. The horizontal dance. Had, had. <laughs> the uh, sideways handshake. The, the x-axis dance. The x-axis. <laughs> the y and x-axis. Ooh, because it would be reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> was that an eye twitch of like displeasure from you, Phil? No, it was more just a how uh, my contacts are doing something funky sort of twitch. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, they're fine now. All right. Whatever it was that fixed it. So. <laughs> I think the general consensus is. Listen to some sheer terror. Is it yeah. standing up? Yeah, standing up for falling down. Probably, uh, it's very likely one of their least listened to albums because it's newer. Yeah. Uh, and I, Which, I, mean, I feel like with a lot of bands, people automatically assume that it's not going to be the best. But no, especially with some of these like uh, old school bands, as we see like Sheer Terror pumping this out, which is awesome. Yeah. And Ringworm with Snake Church, which is fucking awesome. Like. Yeah, I mean, I think Ringworm gets a little bit of a pass because they've just kept going. Like, there's yeah. never been a break. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. They've just been developing their style for years, whereas, you know, Sheer Terror stopped for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, no, man. It's a great fucking album. I mean, listen to anything Sheer Terror, but... Excuse me. Don't leave this album out of it. Dude. And uh, drink some fucking PBR while you're doing it. It'll, it's not, it's pretty good. It'll do. 
It's that it'll do, and your wallet will thank you for it. Yeah, well, you know, that's we we always do fucking craft beers. We do on this, and it's cool. I you know like I love everything about the whole fucking craft beer industry. I'm, yes. I'm a huge fan. I support it massively. I have a fucking arrogant bastard tattoo on my goddamn ribs, but um, you know, sometimes I, you just fucking. I feel like they are the reason. Like, why it blew up. Who's Stone? Yeah. Stone and Sam Adams were very much at, like, the forefront. Like, especially Arrogant Bastard, because that name was just known. Yeah. Like, even before I was able to drink, I heard that name before. Well, check it. Have you seen the Beer Wars documentary? No. You should check that out. I I won't spoil anything for you, but it gives you a real insight into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they were very much on the front lines. I still love the whole idea that when they made Arrogant Bastard kind of by accident and they drink it and they're like, oh, this is amazing. And then the artist's like, like, yeah, we can't sell this, can we? Because <laughs> at that time, what was it, 96? Yeah. Like, we were, we're still drinking Zima. <laughs> yeah, like, think about like, Craft beer now has blown up in the past few years, but what, prior to, what was that like? I'd say prior to 2010, it, it wasn't as big as it. No, it was. I mean, there there was there there was stuff at that point, but yeah. I in No, the no, past... there, there was craft beer, but I, I feel like in the past few years is where it really like took off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd say, yeah, from 2010 on, it like skyrocketed it became a a thing a real thing um which is awesome especially because in the in the history of beers like that was how it used to be prior to prohibition there were just fucking all sorts of different brews everywhere prohibition came shut everything down Mm -hmm. few clever breweries like yingling yingling stayed open selling near beer uh budweiser (laughs) did some other shit sold their shit out you know but like that's why they came back no problem once prohibition ended but all these cool fucking brews that are gone now that we'll never fucking know about were out there for people prior to prohibition i find that sad yeah but yeah fuck it that was uh brutal brews and beer talk and all that other shit what are you guys been listening to I have been listening to black metal and black black metal crossover. <laughs> I, I, was, I feel like you need to just listen to Under Funeral Moon by Dark Throne on like repeat. I don't want to do that. Yes, you do. You're 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 trying to go like the forced exposure route to like <laughs> look. That, Frank, like... We share the similar <laughs> taste in the sense that I like harsh noise, but I find. That level of black metal, a harsh noise that I don't like. I love Dark Throne. Like yeah, I don't hate it. I'm just playing, but they, I, they it definitely was as... difficult. It's definitely difficult on the palate. I fucking love it. But you wouldn't argue that um, of all the choice. I mean, like I didn't. Like I said, I didn't go full out. I don't think I listened to. No, I think I did listen to Burnsum. And I was just like, meh, this is kind of like Yeah, Burzum's very mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
he's more of like almost like heavy metal like he's not i don't know that's yeah it's it's he's one of those ones where like definitely if not for all of his insanity no like would not be no i did not go back and listen to mayhem is that like a thing where did they where did they fall in same range like no no i mayhem's always had i think uh uh, on the fucking technical level, I think they've always had some fairly talented musicians and some some like really creative songwriting. Um, and I mean, they're still fucking going in some incarnation or another. I don't even know who the fuck is still involved, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, they're they're really interesting. You know, try to you don't necessarily have to start from the beginning and go all the way through, but start fairly close to the beginning and pick an album here or there throughout their fucking discography and just check it out. Because, I mean, there's a lot there if you were to try to go from the first album till current. But... Just kind of poke around. Yeah, poke Same around, thing man. With check out... Or fucking, or fucking go through and pick a couple songs from each album so you can really get a feel for the progression of it. But in general, I think at this point I have a, a pretty... I wouldn't say adept, but like a a very good general understanding of black metal and where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, You're certainly it's... better than where you were with it. Yeah. Um, I well, I would say one of the cool things to listen to with uh, Dark Throne is that a the first album was death metal. Yeah. Uh, Soulside Journey. Then you got like a Blaze in the Northern Sky, which is still pretty much a death metal but they're starting to incorporate the black <coughs> elements then you had under funeral moon which was the fucking that was oh this is we're talking about dark throne and they are now a crust punk band yes okay yeah i read about that i read that after the first three which the dark trinity or like whatever is referred to well, as the like three black metal metal bands yeah or albums and then they like started changing, yeah, and, and didn't stop. No, and they, but as they said, um, <laughs> from the beginning, the punks kind of enjoyed what were, what the black metal was doing because it was kind of along the same lines. At right. least, like there is something. I mean, they took so much from fucking um, from American thrash and crossover that right. like it just makes sense that it ties in with the punk community and that. Fenris in like a in I think it was Fenris was in an interview and he was saying he's like he's like it's kind of crazy he's like because a lot of certain black metal bands like say Dark Throne and likes have adopted more of a like crust and like punk sound where some of the punks of the that time have incorporated more like blackened elements into their music yeah yeah or like power violence which ends up being almost yeah. the same thing yeah um. I mean, it's cool. There's something about the the aesthetic of the two that just really falls in line. They're both on the extreme end of like fuck your society sort of yeah. deal. Yeah. The even the as far as like musicality goes, the I don't need to fucking do some intricate timing or anything like that. Right. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm but just like you be said, aggressive and like you said, at the end of an Emperor album, all of that fucking blast beat and appreciated shit. It's just like. It digs on you in the right way. It's like that, especially 
like with some of the other stuff like the synthesizers or the uh the vocal things the choral effects it it lends to the dark feel <coughs> and like you say the cold dark the Ice. minimal i still love with, empty uh, um once again the dark and just you have a lot of tremolo picking with blast yeah. beats and like it does it yeah Um, so yeah, before we end up talking about black metal for another episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, really. listen to Svalbard, uh, they are always cool. Yeah, it's, it's really cool fucking hardcore, man. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, we've mentioned them a couple times before, so check them out if you haven't at this point. I mean, otherwise I've been kind of bouncing around everywhere. Um, going back, well, not going back, uh. Every Time I Die released a new album. And mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, I didn't listen to the whole thing. The first, like, three songs that they promote, or is that the right word? Um, sure. Released before the album. Uh, they were they were all right. I mean, I'm a huge fan. You know, I mean, it's going to be kind of hard for them to really fuck it up at this point. They're, like, probably nine-ish albums deep. Um, I'm just generally a fan, so it's fine. It's not really anything different. They were, I think they're getting out of their experimental phase and they're kind of settling somewhere around like a hard rock <coughs> sort of a thing, like a Southern rock hard. Ah, so they're going the route of the Bronx. I guess. I mean, it's a safe bet and like, it produces pretty decent music like at this point they're just a slower um fuck not mandroid uh holy shit we saw them with dillinger mutoid man mutoid man yeah yeah i forgot about mutoid man they're fucking cool they are cool which surprises me that you don't at least tolerate every time I die. I just don't like it, man. That's fine. I don't I mean, I, like. I'm not hating. I'm really not. I just yeah. I don't. I, the vocals don't do it for me. The the way that they work in those guitar riffs doesn't do it for me. It feels ham fisted. But I mean that's just me, and I'm I'm very much in the minority on it. So. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Like, I, I certainly don't hate them. It's not like a fucking Amure sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. No, I'm glad it's not like an Attila sort of thing. Because I, oh, I think they're talented. Um, they're n- yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're by no means bad musicians. You know what I mean? But it's like, uh, I, I, can, I can respect the fucking Dave Matthews band for being really talented. I just, I'm not into what they're doing. That's fair. Um... Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Every Time I Die, and kind of like Phil said, if you're a fan, you've been a fan, and this is more of the same. Nothing to break the doors down over, uh, to be completely honest. I, I will. feel like at this point in their career, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. Because you could end up with them trying to do something new, and they're just not as creative as they used to be, and it could just be really bad. Yeah, no, so. I, exactly how I feel. I mean, I'd rather them settle somewhere kind of like where um, Iron Maiden is or, you know, any of your your greats at this point. I mean, they're definitely not going to pull a Metallica on us well, at this point. That's good for 
fans of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from what people are saying, their new album is uh, very loose quotes. Uh, uh, encouraging. They uh, what, released like two songs or something now. Oh, what, Metallica? Yeah. Uh, sonically, well, yeah. Because money. Because they make yeah. millions of fucking yeah. dollars every time they do. People still buy their Oh god, people yeah. buy their albums like fucking crazy, like dude. Cray. They just put out a box set of old shit that was like fucking two like two fifty yeah. and it fucking sold out in a day. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah man. It was I yeah. understand a box set selling. I, I don't understand new CDs. Well they, why not if the box set would sell? Because that's all their old shit back See then. the thing is Metallica's Metallica did <laughs> like metal fans are gonna critique the fuck out of them until the end of time, but Metallica fans didn't see St. Anger as a real low point. They're, like, kind of fine with it. There are a lot of people I know who actually enjoy the album, which I don't get. Uh, but, hey, man, I, if you like that headache, you like that headache. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're arguably the biggest name in metal history. Easily. You know? Oh, yeah. So, um, like, yeah, of course, like... And a lot of it only it's, rivaled by Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah, like Sabbath, Maiden. But as far as like, as far as notoriety Maiden. goes, they're on that fucking level. So like a lot of it's either old fans who like just loved everything they did. They have plenty of fucking diehards, like millions of diehards who will buy anything Metallica. And a lot of it's newer kids who are just getting into metal and they hear the name Metallica and they just dig everything they do. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to hate him for making money. And sonically, the the things I've heard off the new album uh, are the best things I've heard from them in years. I still have issues with them, but it actually sounds like fucking thrash. Mm-hmm. So, cool. I mean, who knows? I Maybe it won't totally suck. I still need to check out some of the songs that are getting released off this album, but I still remember when I heard Death Magnetic, I was like, they were headed towards the, the right direction from St. Anger, but there was something about that album that just didn't feel... It like, was, it was bad. A, it was a... They did a... They did it just to say they could do it. It was like, when it first came out, I kind of gave it a pass, because it's like, wow, this is the best thing Metallica's done in a long time. Right. But when I, re- when I like, you know, but I only listened to it once or twice, because it still wasn't like, oh, like, this is fucking awesome. I was like, yeah, this is cool. And when I went back and listened to it, like, you know, uh, from like, from a, cri- from a critic standpoint, I'm like, ah, no, nah, man, this is still a heaping pile of shit. Like, it's not St. Anger. But no. it's not good. Um, Saying so if the rest of the album sounds like I only heard that first song they released, but the rest of the album sounds like that, eh, then I think they're kind of back on like modern Slayer level, to be honest. But Phil, you know I mean? my lifestyle dictates my death style. That <laughs> <laughs> like my my lifestyle determines my death style. That my favorite fucking moment <laughs> in that goddamn documentary because they're talking about how they're letting everyone get involved in every step of the writing process, which they've never done before. Well, yeah, you probably shouldn't start now, before. but uh, fucking just let him write riffs. That fucking Kirk Hammett says to says to James Hetfield, 
I've got one. And he's like, all right, man, let's hear it. And he says, my lifestyle determines my death style. And fucking James Hetfield burst into laughter. <laughs> he just he thinks it's the funniest goddamn thing. And next thing you know, yeah. it's on a fucking song. What the fuck? This is the you knew it was bad. Thing. You knew it was fucking... You knew uh, it was cringeworthy. They know, they're at that comfort level where they know they could do dumb shit and, like... I think St. Anger was the one time it kind of backfired on him. Uh, my buddy Nick, who's a huge fan... But they fan, were probably super serious about that, and they thought it was a great idea. Uh, well, look, I'll put it this way, man. <laughs> I mean, there was such a fucking backlash against that album that uh, my buddy Nick went to see them, like on the tour after the St. Anger tour, which was essentially uh, the sorry We're Saint Sorry Anger. tour. <laughs> um, they didn't play anything off of St. Anger. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it kind of speaks volumes. Was it free? No. Uh, Come on. If you bought a ticket on the St. Anger tour, <laughs> you come for free. <laughs> Should have been that. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, uh, where were we before we went uh, off? We're on talking this? about stuff we listened to this week. We had a black right. metal talk because we seem yes. to do that every week now. Um, this week I listened to uh, Bastard Hammer. Bastard Hammer is fucking great. Yes, it is. Funny thing, how I actually even found this band. Um, I found this band because I was looking for Panzer Bastard on. Uh, Band, yeah, Bandcamp. Ah, it's a shame how little material Panzer they Bastard only, has up. They only put a song. They don't charge you for it. Right. They only Ugh. put a song per album. Which, Ugh. don't get me wrong, still awesome. But along band names with Bastard in it, I saw this one that said Bastard Hammer. And I was like, well, that sounds up my alley. I like hammers. Yeah. I'm a bastard. I like hammers. Click. <laughs> oh, they have one album. What's it called? Ten counts of fuck off. Well, looks like we're going to give this a whirl. And I was not disappointed at all. Um, definitely very, uh, very crusty. In some tracks they go almost, uh, sludgy. Yeah, there's, like, there's definitely a discharge feel to some of their shit, which is cool. The fucking tone is awesome. Like at least, especially for the the bass, is just like that distorted bass. Just the, that's the discharge me. feel. The kid yeah. I w- uh, work with walked up to me earlier. He's like, "You remember Good Charlotte?" And for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason, I heard, "Hey, you ever hear Discharge?" And I was like, "Did you just say Discharge to me?" And he's like, "No, I said Good Charlotte." I'm like, "I thought you were on some fucking <coughs> like." I thought you were hip to real shit. Yeah. About fucking Benji Madden. So, Get the fuck out of here. Bastard Hammer also is like one of those very fun. Oh, man. Um, I guess not necessarily taking uh, everything too seriously. Mm. Because according to them, that makes you a cunt. <laughs> Even like, so I listened to the album. I loved that I bought it. And I was like, well, let me scroll through their Facebook. See what, you know, see what's going on about. A, in their about, it was just like, oh, pretty much the best band ever. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> Reading, like, posts, the only thing I hate more than Volbeat 
are people who listen to Volbeat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was fucking... I was at a red light recently. And someone was blasting Volbeat. It's one of those weird, like, fucking three way intersections. So at the other red light, there's someone with his windows down. He's blasting Volbeat and he's singing at the top of his lungs. He was probably fucking rich, our old friend. (laughs) (laughs) He's old as dirt. I love him. Oh god, I was just, it was it was such a moment of cringe because it's like, oh dude, this dude's such a douche. I just know he's a douche. He's gonna get out and do something douchey. He's gonna go into a bar, order a Budweiser, and slap the fucking server's ass. Like, <laughs> you know, Thanks, what I mean? tuts. Then he's gonna go over to the fucking touch tunes He's gonna put on Volbeat And he's gonna fucking hand drum on the bar While he's singing along to it (laughs) That's who the fuck that guy was Another thing they posted that I was like Alright here we go Are you a white man and feeling sad Because women and black folks are getting all the attention At the moment Direct your attention to this video, then punch yourself in the face for being a blinkered crybaby plug with no perspective of the historical lineage of sexism and racism. Fucking A. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, They go on one of their phrases that killed me is they're they're talking about something getting very angry about. They're like, ah, my knuckles are getting thirsty just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I'm, I fucking can't wait for them to put out more material. I hope they fucking come around. Oh my to god! Stage. Like, Jesus Christ! I want to see them. Like, even just song titles alone, and the uh, like, ten counts of fuck off. It's a ten song yeah. album. Starting off with poser disposer. Uh, you've got then connoisseur spelled uh. S E W E R. Sloppy first. Sewer. Sloppy first. Uh, shit off. Six million ways to die in a rock and roll band. That video was fucking great. <laughs> it it's a lot of fun. It's it's cool. It's heavy. Like it's, yeah, it's one of those things like. You can put on, you can enjoy it musically, you can fucking mosh to it, but at the same time, you can laugh at it, like... Yeah, it's... <clears throat> it's got that... that crusty heaviness, but with, like, this fucking, like, rock and roll groove to it, like... Yeah. Fucking... I... I want more Bastard Hammer. That's what I want. Fucking A, me too, man. This, uh, definitely, like, listen to this, I was like... I think I need to check out some old crust bands because of this. <laughs> Word. Yeah, dude. Uh, how familiar you are you with uh, with Nausea? I'm not, but that's one of the, like... Oh, uh, dude. That's a Like, must. suggested... Yeah. Nausea is fucking... All- Nausea... Uh, you already know Discharge. Yeah. Just go from there. You'll find your shit. Um, <laughs> still, ever since you've mentioned, I still crack up about the Panzer Bastard being, like... There's two types of music. Motorhead Discharge of Motorhead and play both. Play both. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, so that's man. what my week has been filled with. More Bastard Hammer. I'm down with that idea. That sounds fucking great. Oh no, why didn't you... You went from a hyperlink to just fucking words. Worthless. Well. Hey. There hey, Phil. <clears throat> yes... 
Were you listening to stuff this week? I was listening to stuff. Um, it's a real shame. I had a whole fuckload of albums lined up to check out because there were so many cool things uh, that happened this week. Uh, like Trap Them has a new album out that I really, really need to listen to. I just haven't fucking gotten to it yet. <clears throat> so I'm not going to discuss that at the moment. But uh, do check it out because it's fucking Trap Them and they're awesome. But the album that I found myself uh, really fucking digging on this week was Mosh Burger by Insanity <laughs> Alert. Um, look, the more you remind me of Anthrax, the more I love you. And uh, that's exactly what the fuck they do with incredible fucking songs. My personal favorite being Life's Too Short for Longboards. <laughs> um, because fuck you and your longboard. Yeah, I'm not talking about the fucking downhill racers. That's a sport all on its own. I'm talking about the a street fucking... street losing? Well, nah, I mean, people ride straight up longboards down hills, like, standing up, like, 40, 50 mile an hour races. People do that, <clears throat> and people who street lose, why don't they just shoot themselves? Because they'll probably get the same result. Dude, the fucking... Some dude just broke the world record for downhill speed on a longboard. It was something like fucking 90 miles an hour jesus so how much how far did his body spread when he hit a rock and hit a wall <laughs> well I mean, in all fairness with the weight and the the wheel size on a longboard you, those things will survive pretty large rocks and i'm sure this was on some sort of a fucking closed, closed circuit yeah but uh regardless that's insane very uh, so mad very. respect for that but i'm talking oh, that, that's why i'm making jokes about <clears throat> they should just shoot yeah. themselves uh no i'm talking about the fucking jocks and hippies and dave matthews band fans who fucking ride their longboards around campus like it's a fucking thing to do when they're terrible at it and they run into everybody and everything uh so yeah that song really it really hit me uh Really, really, really hit me somewhere. Because um, a longboard is not a fucking skateboard. Get well, out of here. Speaking of skateboards, <clears throat> we were at a uh, yard sale the complex had on Saturday. And Potsy, the roommate. My, yeah. Well, Potsy, my neighbor. That's a better word. Picked up a toy machine deck with uh, Destructo trucks. Nice. For $3. And it was like untouched. Oh, fuck, you can't beat that. Fuck, no. That's insane sweet looking t- and he picked it up for Brett Taylor just yeah yeah so word yeah it was just like <laughs> a whole bunch of like cool ha- things happened all at once so. oh my god anyway I'm sorry you were you were saying <coughs> nah I ain't um I played a couple songs for you guys I it's, I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah I mean the fucking album is called Mosh Burger which mm-hmm. is fucking great um, there's nothing revolutionary about this sound. It's, it's classic fucking crossover thrash. Um, but as I've mentioned before, as much as I love, like, the Vectors and the Nilithias of the world who are, like, who are taking thrash to totally new levels, and we need that, that's important, like, because otherwise it's just fucking stagnant, which it has been for the past, like, 15 years. Thrash has been, <laughs> like... Thrash has been kind of just in this 
floating like the recording quality has just gotten better yeah That's it. I, and it was cool that like in the early 2000s we had this explosion of like crossover with fucking you know toxic holocaust and municipal waste and all that shit that was cool we also um, had more uh like definitely more metal geared like less hardcore geared stuff like warbringer and stuff like that yeah um, but yeah, I mean, Thrash was just kind of what it was for a long time, and Vector and Nilithia, like I said, two fucking next level bands, they're really fucking, they're paving pathways, and that's great, but sometimes I, you know, sometimes I just want some fucking crossover, and I don't want to just keep listening to fucking DRI and Anthrax, uh, you know, constantly, forever, uh, so it's cool to hear some shit like this. Some guys who clearly get it and are doing something like authentic. Mm-hmm. So insanity alert, really good shit. Check them out. They're easy to find on YouTube. Like very easy to find. They'll come up right away. If you type in insanity alert, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's about it. A bunch of other shit that I've, I'm like dying to actually get to just haven't had the time. That that'll happen. Um, yeah, I actually picked up a, uh, I guess it's almost like a compilation, um, <coughs> for a Krieg, if you've ever listened to them, they're a black metal band yeah, from yeah, yeah. Jersey, uh, but since I put on, uh, Bastard Hammer, I haven't left, left Bastard Hammer because... I've been having a ball with it. Yeah, they're definitely the type of thing that'll hook you for at least a couple days. I mean, as far as the Thrash conversation goes, I think I'd consider Skeleton Witch somewhere in there. Oh, oh yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really where they fall. Um, you can, you can with some of their material, you might refer to it as like blackened thrash or right. whatever it is you want to call it, but. Yeah, at the core, uh, Skeleton Witch is very thrashy. God, I was... I saw them at the church basement, and that was amazing. Yeah. I gotta look into that that tour. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You gotta inform me. What's that? About the tour. What day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, definitely need to try. I think we all need to... uh, Well, because from what I remember, and I could be just mincing shows, as I often would, um, I think it's Earthbreaker and Skeleton Witch... And that's ridiculous. Iron Reagan? I think. Yeah, I think that's what we saw. Like, Jesus. Yeah. We oh, have to so go. So you have the you have the, the thrash, like crossover. You then have Skeleton Witch falling in the middle of that, and you have Oathbreaker, which is more of the like black mouse. So you have like Oh, that's that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be uh Yeah, man. Fuck. I'll watch that. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Um, God. I'm sitting here mentally setting aside, how much money can I go spend on Bandcamp tonight? That's a a whopping zero dollars for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta spend all week driving for Uber. Like, that just has to be what I do. Right. Yeah. (coughs) <coughs> but Parkway Drive put up a video recently. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, I always found them fine. The video was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't... I hate them, I just don't really... Not really into them. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was like, I know I had one more thing. So Randy Blythe is going to fill in vocally for I Hate God on their, I believe, North American tour. Yeah. Thoughts? Um... Ain't honestly my thoughts of him and his band aside. Uh, I just don't see it. That, okay, honestly, same same thing. Like, despite the fact that I'm just not a huge fan of his vocal style, aside from the band or anything like that, um, I, I, if anything, I don't think it would have been my first thought. I mean, it's going to be interesting, I guess, but... I don't know that it necessarily fits the I Hate God sort of. Yeah, I really don't think it does, to be honest. Um, Frank, are you at all familiar with I Hate God? Not a whole lot. Um, really? Yeah. That's kind of shocking to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always one of those band names that I heard meant them? to check out and just never did. Oh, I'd say they definitely fall in the in the realm of grindcore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I and when yeah. I saw them last, it was with uh, fucking brutal truth. So, so Randy Blythe is gonna fill in vocally for I Hate God on a North American tour. I know you can't quite understand how strange that is, but no, I can get how strange that is. Um, like Lamb of God and Grindcore, two different things. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I said. Not, I love. Well. Not the new stuff, but I like like early Lamb of God, right? Like, and I mean, I, I dig that shit, and his vocals fit <coughs> perfectly in in that that realm. That's all good and well, but for fucking I hate God, I, I don't know. I'm having a really hard time seeing it, man. I don't want Jonathan Davis to fill in for vocals for Slayer. No, that's yeah, a very good way to put it. Yeah. Like, there's certain people that are just like, no, that doesn't fit there. Like, That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. Um, I, I've, I've ran through my, my list. Um, as far as anything else, I don't really think I had much. It was... We we've covered just about yeah fucking everything. Um, Next week I will uh, have great news of my adventure at the Ren Fair. Yeah, which I should be drunk by eleven thirty. <laughs> There's a video I'm gonna want to show you guys probably after we're done recording. Um, for anybody that's interested, there's a band called Algerna. Actually, let me just look this up because their name is is really kind of strange. But please um, tell me it's like Alzerziga. I forget like, how to say it, but there's a harsh noise I project wanna... I listen to. And... <laughs> please, please, <laughs> fingers crossed. I want to call him Algernon, but I know that's not right. Oh, they're not getting any flowers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the. Uh, Stand in for Ron, because I'm sure he would dig these guys. 
it's not. Are they doing something ridiculously technical or? Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> oh, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> you, you just came out like such a fucking shithead. <laughs> like the true toe Nazi that you are. Uh, he would like it. That's all I'm trying to he say. He would like it. Holy <laughs> shit. It's not that he would like it. It's the, but it's actually good. But that's yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I miss that man. I know. And Ron, whatever the fuck is going on, man. I Hang out with your boys. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know what's going on. I don't even know how to reach you anymore. Right? Yeah. I can't text him. Now Slayer's Carrie King is poking fun at Megadeth's Dave Mustaine. <clears throat> Good. I mean, of course he is. Like, I mean, that's fair. At, at least Carrie King is putting his fucking assholeism in the in the proper direction with that one. Now, yeah. Now would you say that word? Like... Allegan or Alleg I'm really bad with the Allegory. A followed by an E thing. Allegion. I'm going to spell this know. out for you, for you guys and um, feel free to check them out. A-L-L-E-G-A-E-O-N. Let me... I can't picture that. I can't picture <laughs> that. <laughs> it's like that time... Allegion? Either it's way, like that time no one knew how to fucking pronounce that Tool album. What? They um. It happens. They shred for like flopped seven minutes. <clears throat> on Can't this go any song Called Proponent for Sentience, and I believe that's the name of the album. So check check that out. Cool. For you fans of of Ron stuff of of Ron stuff that doesn't suck. Because Ron's stuff doesn't suck. You're right, Phil. Oh, look at him save himself. <laughs> That's adorable. Someone, that's how you it's can tell someone's now. played a role-playing game before. It's too late Where now. they just back up and kind of set everything. I tried rolling my Mike just, manipulation. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike just waits until the, the only black member of the podcast isn't here to defend himself to talk shit on his entire taste of music. Jeez. Yeah. Oof, Ooh. Going hard. Ooh, no. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, no, we all do. Yeah, I'm always gonna. We all do. Yeah, that's like my harsh noise comment from, uh, or no, white noise comment that he made when he told you you pretty much listen to white noise. Yes. Yeah. But it, yeah. (laughs) A lot of the sounds in your harsh noise is technically. No, I just liked when he said you literally listen to fucking white noise. (laughs) When I said so to you, he's like, you need to check your definition of literal, and I was like, they're white as they can possibly be, and it's fucking noise. (laughs) <laughs> and not in a good way. Oh. Uh, <coughs> so anyway. Um. Anyone? Anything? Yeah. I see something. Do you? It's way out in the distance. Way out in the distance. But it's approaching at an alarming rate. Warp speed. <laughs> Almost as if you were going downhill on a longboard at 92 miles an hour. There you go. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> We've arrived at our destination. Take your goddamn seatbelts seat off. off. I don't care if it's safe or not. And good night, ladies. <laughs> <laughs>